Welcome to the REI Mastermind Network, where host Jack Haas gathers amazing stories from leaders in real estate investing. In each episode, our guests will tell you what they're doing that works, what they've tried that failed, and best of all, you'll learn actionable steps to take your real estate investing to the next level. Now, here's Jack with another value-packed episode. Well, we have a treat here tonight. We got Ken Van Lu on the call. And before we kick things off, I want to send everybody to your web page, Ken, 11millionairesecrets.com. And uh, Ken has offered a freebie there as well as uh, some uh, some uh, time with him. So you better, better take a look at that and, and learn a little bit about Ken. We're probably going to cover some of that stuff on that page as uh, Ken has a lot to tell us, and there's there's quite a bit, quite a story involved with Ken. So I really appreciate your time, Ken. Thanks for joining me here today. Well, thank you so much. You know, the the appreciation is is likewise. You know, I, I really appreciate your time and allow me to give some value to the listeners. That's what it's all about. So you you're in real estate investing, a developer, wholesaling. I mean, you've done probably everything under the sun when it comes to real estate investing. But, you know, one of the things that I think is interesting is that you started off as a civil engineer, design engineer. How did you go from civil design engineer to real estate investing? Great question. You know, my, so first of all, it took me a while to become a civil engineer. It's an interesting story. So, you know, thank God for my wife. I met her taking calculus two for the third time. And then when I got in, when I finally got into engineering school, I created the six-year plan. So it took me six years to get out of a civil engineering program. And I graduated, you know, around the top of my class. And I, I went out and got that civil engineering degree. But that last year, I was in a contest and I won a design development award of a subdivision and it planted the seed. And as I graduated, you know, I, I literally worked for a design engineering firm for a very short time because some of my summer experiences, I worked in construction and I liked construction and I had an opportunity to build my first building at a young age. And, you know, I went into the construction arena as I was training as a civil engineer, at least getting this four years experience. And when I finally passed the license after taking the test, once again, I wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed. I was a hard worker, passed it on the fifth time. And by that time, I had already become a licensed site safety manager in New York City, which allows you to build 100,000 square foot skyscrapers. And, uh, you know, I, I never went back into engineering. So I started my career, worked really hard to, you know, I would say, get a type of thinking that was able me to become successful, but only practice engineering for a short time. But the engineering license opened up a lot of doors for me for what I'm doing today as a, as a developer. Right. Well, you know, you mentioned, you know, you 16 years later, you is this that development that you were you were 17 it was a 17 million dollar project? You know, that project was in in 2000 when I was you know, 5 years after having this thought while standing on the top of a 30 story building saying, you know, I I there's got to be more than this because you know, I just had twins and I, I was like $100,000 in debt. Mm-hmm. And I kept working in the corporate world. But I guess it was, you know, six or seven years later, 2000, where I went out on my own. And because I only knew how to build, build big projects where most people go into real estate and start out by buying, you know, a residential house or wholesaling and then working themselves up the ladder. 
I found myself thinking like, wow, if I can build a $10 million project, I could actually pay myself a 5% fee. That's a half a million bucks. I can, I could build it myself. I could pay myself 10% general condition, 3% profit. So here I was looking at it. Wow, build a $10 million project, make $1.6, $1.8 million. And if you can get some ownership out of it, that would be great. So I kind of came in from a different approach. I call it top-down thinking, you know, kind of figuring it out, you know, and that's a little bit how I got into real estate. You know, it was, it was, a, it was a, an unusual path, I guess you would say. Well, it sounds like it's an unusual path for the mindset. I mean, to, to even to consider that and to have the confidence to make that leap and, and hope the money is there. I mean, what, what did you do? You, is this something that's natural to you or do you have to work on maintaining this kind of mindset? Yeah, you know, it was never natural. And and I probably didn't even have the mindset to um, at that point when I was moving forward, because I was, I, you know, back then I was driven, you know, by the money and being able to work for myself. And, you know, you got to get out of debt and create a future for your family. And the funny thing was, is that the, the way that thinking was the back then, which was, I guess you would say more fee oriented versus ownership oriented mm-hmm. is what enabled me to make the transition. Because the beautiful part of the transition was when I came home and told my wife, I was going to quit my job that was paying me about 175 grand a year. She wasn't too happy because I said, well, I'm going to pay my, I said, I got this taxation filtration system. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to pay myself five grand a month and I'm going to filter that through. And, you know, I'm not going to need much revenue because all my expenses are going to be paid through these companies, corporation, C-Corp, S-Corp, LLCs. And, and I literally did that. And out of the box, four months into my own company, I landed a it was a seven or eight acre site, 12 acre site that I did the assisted living. And uh, I met this dentist with a certificate in need, quit my job, was able to raise a hundred grand and figured I'll pay myself five grand a month with the rest. I'm going to go figure out how to get my first property. And four months later, I, I had a 12 acre site, which I signed a development agreement with myself for an assisted living, 113 beds. And I was paying myself $27,000 a month development fee right out of the box. So that's what kind of changed my life, you know, and then I was fortunate to build that project, do exactly what I said before, pay myself general conditions. I put a staff behind me, project managers, supers, prefabricated the building, built that thing in 13 months, paid myself another, you know, fee, which I had to split with a guy that put a bond on the deal, you know, which was required by the financing. And I financed it through the New Jersey EDA you know, which is kind of like a entity. Mm-hmm. It's a state versus a federal. And I pulled the thing off. It was, it was like a miracle, you know, it really was. And then you, you uh, turn those profits around and you, you were going to start another development waterfront property. Right. And, and, yeah. uh, but then nine 11 happened. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We, um we rolled those profits. I was celebrating. We bought Bay street landing and I was with Tony Robbins in Hawaii. And, you know, unfortunately, I lost one of my best friends who worked for Cantor Fitzgerald. He was in the World Trade Center. I lost the Bay Street Landing property. And that was, you know, the first uh, strength building exercise. You know, they say if it doesn't right. kill you, it'll make you stronger, you know. 
And I'm glad that happened then because, you know, in 2008, when it was worse, you know, I would have never been able to weather that storm, you know? Mm-hmm. So did this all happen or at least the start of it happened when you were at that Tony Robbins event? Yeah. You know, my first, um, I guess you would say cross body block. I had, I had just finished the assisted living and did very well. And I think it was about nine months later, I was celebrating at, at, in Hawaii and we had bought Bay street landing and it was E911 when the towers collapsed. So, you know, that's, you know, that's when I lost Bay street landing. And, uh, you know, it was, I guess you would say, uh, you know, my, my first challenge, cause you know, for, for a year and a half, you know, I, I, you know, I wanted to be a developer, but you know, things were a little crazy. So I found myself doing some construction jobs. I actually renovated, um, the country club that I, that I had joined in order to raise money, which kept me busy. I, I, I did some renovations at a geriatrics facility. And, and then, you know, we finally got our feet back on the ground again, you know? So what were your initial thoughts? Like when, when that happened, it sounds like at that moment, everything's falling apart and you had to have been a pretty fairly dark place. Is that fair to say? Yeah. yeah, I think we go back to the initial conversation. That's when the, the mindset really start, you know, started to build stronger because I remember me sitting in a garage coming back from the Tony Robbins. It was, and, and I, I had a coach, right. Cause you know, you go to these Tony Robbins events, they give you a coach and, and I'm saying, you know, I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull this off. He's like, you got any money in your pocket? He goes, but go inside and flush it down the toilet. <laughs> so I'm literally like flushing money down the toilet, you know, and he's trying to you know, tell me, you're like, don't get connected to the money. You know, that'll all work itself out. You know, and that's when I started to, you know, realize that I can't attach all my emotions to my bank account. And, you know, you know, I built skyscrapers in New York City, you know, just, you know, completed this major project. And, you know, you can't blame what occurred on yourself, you know, which which easily happens. And that's where, you know, I really took what I had learned at Life Mastery with Tony Robbins and started to practice that kind of mindset, you know, because little did I know in 2008, I was going to be partners with Lehman Brothers and we were going to lose like $300 million in one day, you know? So, you know, the Tony Robbins um, training, because I, you know, after that event at Life Mastery, you know, I followed Tony for years, you know, doing a lot of his shows with him and, you know, being along to the, to the power team group in New York City and surrounding myself with, with that kind of, you know, that enthusiasm. And and it was necessary at that time in my life, because, you know, when you grow up working in the World Trade Center for the Port Authority on the 51st floor, and then you watch while you're sitting in Hawaii with Tony Robbins, something collapse that your friend is inside, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it gets you pissed off, you know, and, uh, you know, you and it gets you confused, you know, because, you know, you're, you know, you're fighting with, you know, your anger, you know, is definitely stopping you from what, you know, you need to do to lead forward when something like that happens. And, you know, you know, I thank, you know, God that I was with Tony Robbins that day, you know, you know, we got stuck in Hawaii and and then we walked on a 45 foot lane of fire and then climbed a 50 foot telephone pole. And on that day, I weighed 246 pounds. I weigh 174 right now. So, you know, it, it, it changed my life you know, from, from every standpoint, you know, health, fitness, well-being, 
mindset. You know, I could go build skyscrapers, you know, no, no matter what, you know, and that's, I went back and, you know, just kept doing it. Yeah. You know, we, we've been told time and time again, you're, you're the, some of the, the people you hang out with in this situation. It, like you said, it seems like it was almost a blessing to be in that situation at that particular moment. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I remember, you know, the, uh, at four o'clock in the morning when I got the phone call and, and I remember the vigil that day you know, cause they put us in like rooms by state and New York had a couple hundred people. And there was a young lady who was the fiance for, for Ludwig, who was the vice president of Cantor Fitzgerald. And when we went into the ceremony that morning, cause everybody was trying to get out of Hawaii and you couldn't leave Hawaii. So Tony, you know, called us into the open arena and we all held hands. It was about 3,000 of us holding hands, singing Amazing Grace. And it was, it was one of the most powerful moments, you know, and, and it, you know, it inspired us because, um, you know, we were stuck, you know, and, and then we were in a room with 200 people. And Ann Solar, whose fiance, you know, perished, um, allowed the audio to be played where he, you know, he was actually talking from the tower burning. And, um, you know, it was, it was a surreal moment, you know. And, and I realized today, you know, looking back, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't focus on that because Tony says, listen, your feelings are going to be based on what you focus on. So when I came back, I didn't put closure, I guess you could say, to that visual I saw that day of the towers coming down until the 10 year anniversary. And I'm glad to say that, you know, it allowed me to focus on where I should have been focused on and bringing people to the next level, you know, instead of getting stuck, you know, in, in what happened. You know, I was an Eagle Scout advisor at that time. And the father of one of my Eagle Scouts uh, perished, you know, and it was hard, man, hard, you know, hard not to cry. Right. Yeah. This is this is just a test to the mental fortitude that you had to, to deal with here. I mean, with with the business having issues and then 9-11 and, and people that you personally know being so directly impacted. I mean, it, it had to have been a really hard time. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's something we look back at now and uh, I could actually say my friend that I built Brooklyn Union Gas headquarters, he was the project manager. I was the super built the World Trade Center for Larry Silverstein. Another dear friend of mine who trained me in the business has done over 73 towers in the city, you know, and I could have went in that direction, but, you know, I was sent in this direction and I get to pay it forward and you know, I'm so excited, you know, the, the modern wealth building formula, the word is getting out there, you know, internationally now. And it's just, it's exciting, you know, to see, you know, the, the, my favorite movie pay it forward, coming true with some of the stuff I've done, you know? Yeah. So you, you, you just mentioned your book, like what, what, what caused you to decide to write such a, such a book? You know, I, after I, you know, I was sitting there in, you know, after 2008, when, when, Lehman Brothers crashed. You know, I I thought real I was out of real estate forever. I was trying to buy Stewart's root beer. <laughs> I actually was in contract to buy it. Fast forward, you know, to uh, 2012, I went back into New York City construction and started small. I did a brownstone in Brooklyn. Got my confidence back, you know. <laughs> And, you did uh, and, a number of wholesaling too, right? At that time, yeah. Well, so I went back into the city, and uh, you know, I did something that that I always wanted to do. I went back into the city, and and I uh, 
you know, I cracked the, the, the union code, right? So I was able to build skyscrapers non-union. And I actually, from 2014 to 16, um, had a concrete company and built, we built 300 units. I was partners with a company, CMA. So we were doing the construction management and the superstructure concrete. And then in 2016, at the end of 2016, I was just, you know, I don't want to work like this anymore. I don't want to work hard and, mm-hmm. you know, New York City construction, you know, it's, you know, everybody's, you know, it's, it's like swimming with the sharks every day. You know, everybody's nibbling right. at your, at your ankle. So in 17, I partnered with a guy and we created Flippin' New Jersey and Flipping USA because I knew I had a formula. You know, I had I had done the $17 million assisted living. I had used the formula in New York City. I said, let me test it with residential. So in 17 and half of 18, we, we really knocked it out of the park. We did in that one year, we did 137 deals. In that first half year, we kind of cranked it up. Then we did 137 deals. And after that, I was like, wow, I gotta, I gotta write this down. So in 18. You know, I, I started thinking, like, how do I write a book? And, you know, I, I inquired with someone who was a best-selling author. And he's like, yeah, well, the first thing you need to do is, like, just write down all the big ideas and you know, then come up with a table of contents. So, you know, by 18, you know, I had this all done and it took a year to write. So in 19, I finished the book and it really put it all together. And it was, you know, the modern wealth building formula on how I syndicate real estate with, you know, how I syndicated real estate with no money and no experience and how I continue to do it. And, you know, try to give some people a little bit of a recipe, you know, from a mindset standpoint and from a pregame standpoint and how you can, you you could do it, you know, with any type of experience, you know, I mean, I was a builder, but whether you're, it's all, it all comes down to people. Right. You know, so whether you're an accountant, a builder, you know, a show host, you know, uh, whatever, you know, it all comes down to just getting people together. You know, and I learned that after losing a lot of money because of my big mouth at the table, thinking it was all about being smarter and having all these fancy degrees. And it wasn't about that at all. It was about creating that deep emotional rapport and about, you know, understanding what's important to them and what they care about, you know listening for and reliably delivering what's what's beneficial to everybody, you know, mm-hmm. and stop, you know, being about myself. You got to lose the ego, Ken Van Lu. you know, that's what it came down to really, you know? Right. So just to remind everybody, you know, uh, head over to Ken's website, 11 millionairesecrets.com. I'll make sure to have that link in the show notes. So what what's your focus now, Ken? Like when you're in real estate investing, are are you, are you sticking with the flipping USA type model or are you, are you developing? What, what are you doing right now? Yeah. Great question. And just one last thing I wanted for the listeners. Um, You could also just go to KenVanLu.com and there's a free complimentary session. If anybody wants to talk further and to answer your specific question, I did the residential for a short time and I put it down. I have a lot of residential students. So I now created a program called Financial Freedom Protocol that teaches how I did everything at Flippin' USA and Flippin' NJ. And what I did after I wrote the book in 2019, I went and decided I was building a, was finishing, but it, you know, it had a glitch with COVID. We were doing a major penthouse for a hedge fund 
celebrity in New York City when when COVID shut down. So what I called the pivot was I got to build skyscrapers horizontally. So I came to Jersey and we bought, um, you know, a little under 50 acres. And then that led to us acquiring close to another 50 acres in North Carolina. Um, we have some stuff in Texas, some stuff in Florida, and we're really, we really moved into the development aspect, multi-use development. I'm this close to getting approval to a CBS. So we're going to be breaking ground in CBS. We're doing some affordable housing. We have self-storage hotels, residential wellness centers, medical office buildings, and just trying to create something big. Sure. So is it mostly commercial then, or is it mixed use? It's, it's really mixed use. The one project I'm doing in, uh, in North Carolina now is up over 150 residential units. It's a mixed use community creating a destination in a community outside, uh, you know, Raleigh and, and uh, Wake Forest um, in that area. And, you know, so I'm very focused on the real estate side, but, and, and part of my pay it forward process is I created the global real estate investment enterprise, which, you know, when, you know, when people talk to me, I'll tell them more about it, but it's just a lifetime program. So if someone's serious about Ken Van, you know, I give them the New Yorker, you know, once you join, you never, you never leave and, you know, type of thing, you know, mm -hmm. um, once you get in, you never get out, you know, but we have a lifetime program for, you know, to, to ensure that people are successful in real estate. And what I call it is, is an ecosystem. So people join the ecosystem. They immediately get relationship equity beyond, you know, the value that people get at most places. And they can't leave until, you know, they decide themselves because they're part of a community that makes sure they succeed in real estate investing. Yeah. No, talk a little bit about that. You know, it, it, that is one of the things that I've found that when you get involved in a community like this, how it, it it's probably one of the best, if not biggest investment, best investments you can make. Yeah. You know, I, I, I learned that for a long time because it's, it's, and I'll tell you all about it. You know, I've watched, you know, this, I call it the, the guru business over the years and, and, and people that I, that are my friends and I have nothing against them, you know, and, and I looked at that business when real estate was crashing and, uh, you know, and, and I got into it a little bit and I created some programs. And then I started to ask myself the question, which my friend Tim, my, you know, says all the time, you know, are you measuring your percentage of success with your students? Because, you know, if you're going to have a coaching business and you're just doing it to make money, you know, why are you really doing it? Right. You, you know, it's not, you're not throwing a stone in the water and letting the ripple move out, you know? So I, after I finished the book, I worked with probably 30 one-on-one -on -one students to figure out what is the runway for the takeoff, right? Because mm -hmm. there's all different kinds of people in life. You know, there's all different types of people, personalities, let alone careers, let alone levels of expertise and where they all want to head. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, a matrix, you know, in, 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 uh, in linear algebra that I took, you know? <laughs> so how do I create something that may be close to good with everybody? And, and I found that, you know, you have to create a measuring accountability, which is the three times a month, two hours in front of Ken Van Lu. And my question is, where are you stuck? And what's keeping you from doing it on your own? And where have you been the last couple of weeks? And how have you been? How's family? You know, because we're creating a family. And that 
and, and are you measuring, you know, is what's going to keep you in the game. And that's, that goes on for a lifetime. So if you don't show up for a month or two, you know, you're getting to notice like, Hey, is everything okay? So we set an accountability and those meetings are friendly, but all about execution, right? It's a friendly accountability. And we're executing, like, where are you at? Are you writing your letter of intent today? Are you putting your bank package together? Are you looking for properties? Because in real estate, you're finding, funding, and facilitating. It's three things, finding, funding, and facilitating. You're somewhere in that process. You can improve each one of those processes. There's, as Jack Campbell says, there's continuous and never-ending improvement. So now if you have this all set up where I've, I've created the course, Financial Freedom Protocol is the entire flipping New Jersey, flipping USA residential manual. It shows you how to wholesale fix and flip on steroids. I created Modern Wealth Building Formula, which is commercial, residential, multi-use, everything, right? Because it's syndication, how to do it with other people's money with no experience. Follow this procedure, find fun to facilitate. What's your pregame? How do you do it? And then I created Real Estate Development Made Simple, which was my original eight-figure deals with no money down. But that's the that's the cream of the cramp, you know, cream of love. I can't even speak. I have a Visalign here, but that's a hundred thousand dollar value of everything I've ever done over 800 pages in 14 hours. So I give all this away. So anybody that joins the enterprise gets everything that Ken Van Lu has created his entire life. The 11 millionaire secrets, the eight golden nuggets, my book, my 60 secrets to success um, and pitfalls to avoid in the 11 secrets, um, financial freedom protocol, modern wealth building formula, real estate development made simple. Next year, we're doing real estate mastery university. I give it all away because I want them to be successful. What's going to make me happy is bring me a project that you, that you need help with funding. Maybe we do it together if it meets the criteria but everybody's moving the ball forward. Everybody's creating opportunities for everybody. The world becomes a better place. You know, that all came through my, you know, my landmark worldwide training. I was an introduction leader. I did Tony Robbins, you know, Dale Carnegie, you know, just trying to be a better place. My dad, you know, I love them. They're both my parents, thank God, are alive at 87. My, but my dad, was it was hands-on he climbed telephone poles he pumped gas at night my mom was a bank teller you know he said go to college that's gonna you know make you do well but it didn't teach you how to make money you know it was all that extra work you know you know mm -hmm. and that's uh a little bit about uh i think i answered your question i went off on a little tangent there we talked about tangents we're both we're both <laughs> good at going on tangents so yes all... yes we both are and i i thought that was an awesome tangent so you know, you've you've talked to a number of people now getting into real estate, and and you probably have taught and trained and one on ones with I don't know how many people at this point. What is one of the most common recurring things uh, that people have to work through in yeah. order to to get things going? Great. Yeah, great question because I see it more now that I'm in the group, and you know some of the exercises that you know, that I do is, you know, everybody, you know, wants to become a millionaire and, and yes, I want everybody to become a millionaire. But the first thing, you know, I'm like, how much money do you need to pay all your bills and then work it from there? So let's, you know, let's, you know, let, let's look at that first. And, uh, and you know what, I just, I just changed my, my attention there. G give me the question one more time. So I, so I what's the most common hurdle that people have to work through. So, so the first thing I do is I, is I, 
tell them, I want them to figure out what their perfect Tuesday is in addition to what they, they have to make to replace their current income, right? So that it doesn't look like a 1200 pound gorilla, right? Because the biggest hurdle and the reason I went off on the tangent and, and uh, as Tony says, broke my own pattern is people's belief system around money. You know, I grew up, you know, on Sundays with my uncle who, you know, grew up in an immigrant family who cracked on the Wall Street, listening to my dad, blue collar worker saying, you know, white collar workers are no good, you know? So my belief system around money was that it didn't grow on trees, you know, and that it was hard to, and most people have absolutely no belief system that that they can actually create a story and a compelling gravity pull to enhance someone to invest money with them in real estate. And, and I'm, and I proved that to them. And then, you know, I, I really find that people aren't quite sure how to present themselves. So I have this whole unique way of presenting themselves. And then I go back to the measuring, right. And the accountability, you know, I, I, I find a lot of my students, I ask them, you know, what's keeping you from doing it themselves there's usually something outside of what they're trying to do blocking them. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, I may just see, you know, whether it's a, whether it's a confidence level, whether it was something that happened from the past, you know, and, and believe that that sometimes I call it, it's a hairball that doesn't get coughed up initially. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I get them to go through like, you know, what are your goals and what is your perfect Tuesday? Not when you're on a vacation at club med, you know, what's just a perfect Tuesday. You get to wake up at nine o'clock, go to the spa, look at your investments, you know, look at some new investments, look at what your investment criteria is to syndicate, right? Instead of going, oh, should I start in wholesaling or should I start in commercial? You know, just look at real estate as an investment and providing an investor who has his money in the bank, not making any money that you given him the ability to earn some interest on his money, you know? And you know, I think most of it's mindset, you know, and then, you know, I get some guys that come in like gangbusters and, you know, I'm just like, you know, make sure you fill this gap and fill that gap. So, you know, it's either the, the people that are, you know, beginning and, and just don't have the belief system to add an extra zero on the number, you know, I'm kind of like getting straight. And then for other guys where I'm saying, Hey, just hold on a minute because you're missing some systems here. And there's going to be a big hole in your boat when you get out into the deep seas, you know, mm-hmm. and, and those guys, you know, I really tell them like, Hey, I got your back, but you need to, you need to screw this bolt a little tighter and you need to do this or that's going to give way, you know? And, uh, you know, it's, 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 I guess it all leads to one thing, guiding them to get through the goalpost so they don't go out of bounds and, and lose money. Sure. You know, you, you mentioned early on is trying to find, you know, everybody wants that to be that millionaire, but you start with what are your current expenses today? That's yeah. when, when I first started, I actually had that on my bathroom mirror. And every time I'd pick up another cash flowing asset, I, I got to subtract that. So I always had that running total and I had to see it every day. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. Yeah, I was thinking I had a picture of a really physical guy on my wall for years. Every time I sat on my bathroom toilet, I would look at him and I eventually got in good shape. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's it's those it's those milestones that achievable yeah. milestones that seem to help, uh, at least for me. You know, um, 
I went kind of through a weight loss thing my, myself. And, and uh, instead of going, okay, I'm going to lose a hundred pounds. I'm going to, it was always like the next 10 or the next 20, you know, instead of yeah. Yeah. it was, it's just something that makes it more achievable and, and yeah. easier to reach. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, no, th- this has been an, an awesome conversation. I, I can't thank you enough. And I, I have a feeling that you and I could, can just keep going. Um, yeah. But uh, one more time, uh, 11 millionairesecrets.com, kenvanlu.com. I'll make sure to have both of those links in the show notes. Ken has offered some great opportunities for everybody here. But Ken, uh, before I let you go, I usually end with, is there a question you wished I would have asked you here tonight? Yeah, I, I think one would be, I didn't talk really about, I, you know, you, you could relate it to a pre-shot routine in golf. I guess, you know, what is it that I do every day that I believe makes me most successful? Well, let's go down that road. I have a feeling you have uh, something prepared for that. Yeah, I mean, what I was thinking about is is what I found is, uh, you know, it really comes down to, you know, my morning routine. And now I also do an evening routine. I found them to be extremely helpful in the morning. You know, I have a get ready. I have an exercise routine, meditation, you know, and I usually don't fuel my body till a little bit later in the afternoon. I mean, a little bit later in the morning, I, I'm into the intermittent fasting. Um, at night, you know, I, I have a, a gratitude thing. But one of the things that I found is each day I start off with th- three, three items of gratitude and three mission critical things that I want to work on. And they're always related to building relationships, taking care of my health and wellness because you need unlimited energy which then will thrive my business and, and measuring that at the end of the day. So I do an as planned versus an as built just in a very friendly manner to see like, you know, how it went, did things move around. And then I measure, you know, how was my day on a personal level on one to 10 and how was it on a business? And I do this thing called quality quantifying. So, you know, today my personal was, I'd say a seven because, you know, I fell on the ice two days ago and I couldn't walk today because mm. my back was stiff you know, you know, it, it was eight because, you know, I ran late and I missed an appointment, you know, like little things like that, nothing wrong with it, but it wasn't my, my 10, you know? So it's really about measuring, you know, planning, journaling, and, you know, I, you know, and, and time blocking, I think is key, you know, and, and that's what it's all about. You know, this is one of those things that if you would have asked me five years ago regarding doing all of this stuff, you know, the journaling and the, and the meditation and the mindset exercises, I would have said it was a bunch of hooey. And now I'm the biggest proponent of it. I mean, this is, this is exactly what I keep, I keep bringing it up, but when it comes to your mindset and getting some help with it, like I said, I've mentioned earlier, it's probably the best investment somebody can make. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I've, you know, I, I have so much with my success in the, in the, uh, in the enterprise where, you know, young one young woman, 24 is now up to her fourth property. One guy's doing $80 million in projects and other guys doing his new developments and, you know, just beginners getting started. One guy um, is building, he wants to build 14 dance studios in the major cities across. You know, and that's the kind of stuff that, that juices me, you know, and uh, you know, that's what the enterprise does is it gets people to just build their dreams, you know, and I get to help. Well, with all of your milestones, is would you almost go as far as to saying that seeing some of your students have these achievement achievements has that been like a highlight of your career? 
You know, I'll tell you, it, it really has out of, you know, out of all the things in life that have given me fulfillment, this is definitely at the top of the list, you know? And then the other thing, you know, I, you probably read, you know, I, I mean, which, which is, you know, I always have like cards or coins in my hands. I'm a magician. So, you know, magic um, is something that I've always, you know, been passionate about, you know, and, and you gotta have fun. You gotta have fun. Right. Well, Ken, I really appreciate again, your time. I hope you'll consider coming back again sometime. I, I definitely, I definitely will. And I'm, I'm going to be in touch next week so we can uh, just chat about all kinds of things. I had, I had a lot of fun today. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, thank you, sir. Sounds great. Make it a great day. If you learned at least one actionable step to incorporate into your real estate investing, if so, please consider returning some of that value by leaving a positive review, subscribing to our YouTube channel, or joining our growing network on Facebook and Twitter. You can find links to all of our social media accounts in the show notes. See you next time.